Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Our website is filled with more encouraging interviews, all accessible at MyFaithRadio.com. And welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor. And I'm here along with my co-host, the other Dr. Mintel, Norm. And every weekend we're here, we're doing life together. And as always, we're so glad you've joined us. All right. I have a question for you right okay. off the bat, except that I already know the answer. Well. Does it count then? If it, uh, I guess. You want to see if I know the answer, I, I, maybe. Well, okay. kind of, yeah. I <laughs> Or is it rhetorical? I know you so well. I know you haven't. But have you ever done anything kind of halfway? Not too often. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're all in. Okay. How about this? Have you ever done something like only 1% or 2% of the total like it could have been of, of 100%? Just a tiny percent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't well, know. So, okay, so here's what I'm, here's my point. Where are you going with this? <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to tell white lies today. When it comes to telling the truth, some people think it's okay to bend the truth once in a while and only tell about ninety nine percent of the truth. So that's the the white lie. Right, it's that's the one percent. A little it. bit bending. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me ask you this then. All right. If you had a glass of milk yes. that was ninety nine percent milk, okay, and maybe oh one percent motor oil. Would that change anything? Is it still real cold? <laughs> yeah, that would okay, change how things. About, how about a spoonful of honey that okay. is 99% honey and 1% vinegar? So the point of what we're trying to make uh-huh. is that that 1% right. really does change things. Right. So today we want to talk about the 1%, the half truth or no truth at all. What some people would call little white lies, yet most people feel like it's not a problem to tell those. I know. There's a quote we have later in the show that's really kind of stunning regarding that. But um, this behavior can be subtle. It can sneak into your life if you're not careful. I mean, think of this. Okay, it's late and your children want to watch Frozen for the Third time, maybe the 20th time in some families. Um, and then you say to them, oh, oh, we can't watch Frozen again because Elsa's sleeping. <laughs> it's bedtime. <laughs> Elsa's in bed. Well, is that true? No. Is it justified? You know, it's actually a lie. But then you think to yourself, well, what's the harm? Right, right. Well, how about this one? Here's a good one. When you hear the ice cream truck coming down the road and you hear the little jingle and the music playing, is it okay to tell your children, oh, I'm so sorry, guys, the truck is out of ice cream today? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we did a little research and we found a a bunch of common white lies that people tell their children. So here's a few of them. Okay. If you take a nap now, we'll go to the park when you wake up. But then the problem is you never do that. Mm -hmm. And here's a good one. Did you know that every time you brush your teeth, they do a little dance of joy? You can't see it or feel it, but it's magic. Is that just fun and imagination or are you telling a lie? I have to say I've never heard that I've one. Never heard My that parents one. did not say that. <laughs> no. But here's one I have heard. Broccolis are little magical trees that make you grow. Do they make you grow, Norm? Well, they don't hurt. No, right? they, they're I good mean, for your bones, They're, they're I nutritious, guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, here's the one we've all heard. Babies come from a stork. He flies and brings it to your doorstep. 
I don't think anybody's still talking about this, but maybe they are because kids are still watching the Grinch movie. That's right. That's how the Grinch arrived. That's how the Grinch arrived. That's right. (laughs) Or this is a good one because this has actually happened. I've seen this one. When your nieces bring you their artwork and uh, you kind of look at it and you're not really sure what to say and you say, well, uh, I can totally tell what you've drawn, but why don't you explain it to me? Yeah, you tell me. You tell me. Or this one. (laughs) How about this one? This is so beautiful. I'm just going to keep it forever. Okay, so... We've actually lived through that one. Yeah, I know. And if you if you do keep it forever, that's great. But yeah, right. chances are you're probably not going to do this. And then I found some that are more maybe adult like, or there's still uh, there's still things that we use in our sometimes in our families. Like, mm-hmm. no, you can't play with my phone. I don't have any games on my phone. Now, I don't think today most kids would believe that. No. No. Well, plus most kids have their own phone too. That's true. That's sad, but true. Yeah. I love this one. You know, kids, I'm so sorry. There's a meeting at McDonald's today, so they're closed. We're going to have to go to Chili's <laughs> instead. Boy, that's a lot of work to not go to a fast food store. <laughs> How about the car won't start unless everyone's buckled up? Oh, I kind of like the sound of that. I mean, it's, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's a lie. Oh, here's one. Oh, don't worry. We'll come back later and then we'll buy it. Yeah. And then yeah you don't no, do that. Right. That's usually in a, a, a procrastinating uh, response to try to get away from buying something. Or how about this? Uh, I can't read another story. There's a two book limit on Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We're not going to sleep. We're just resting our eyes. How's that one? And then the one you said that you heard when you were growing up, but I don't think my parents ever said this. If you're, if you cross your eyes, they'll get stuck like that. Oh yeah. My mom used to tell us Did that all she the time. Really? Yeah. Maybe she thought that was true. Well, I, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. <laughs> because when you'd cross your eyes, when we were kids, it was kind of like rolling your eyes today. of like, yeah. Oh, so it was like a disrespect kind yeah. of thing. Ah. Yeah, yeah. But here's one. My dad used to say, when we would ask him a question, can we go somewhere? And mm-hmm. he'd go, we'll see. Now, I don't see, see, I don't think he was lying, but I don't think he intended to do it because then we caught on and we'd always go, well, that means no. No, yeah. Yeah. Not, it's not a lie because he's kind right. of com- contemplating right. it. But. <laughs> well, the problem with all of these is they're just so easy to say. And the question we're asking today is, does it matter? Right. So today we're going to explore this area of half-truths or what people do call little white lies. And it, it does seem somewhat harmless when we're saying some of these, but we're, what are we, what are we teaching our kids? Mm. Um, how are we dealing with that? Now, a lot of times we use these norm because we want them to listen or behave or stop a behavior. But I think these lies are not just for kids. There are also a lot of adults who tell lies. And the message is, it's okay not to tell the truth? Well, we're good at it as adults because we did it as children. So I guess it's learned behavior. All right, here's the classic adult question. <laughs> Honey, does this dress make me look fat? I think I have asked you that before. I don't know if you have, but... Uh, it's also, a lot of times that's handled with a little bit of a white lie here. So because the person doesn't want right. to hurt their spouse's feelings. Mm-hmm. But that's the question. Is it okay to lie in order to avoid hurting someone. So we're talking about, you know, sort of the means justifying the end here. Is it a part of our faith to bend the truth? Hmm. Actually, I have a a list of adult lies many of us tell. And notice I've dropped the little white part of this now. Because honestly, Norm, if it's not the truth, then it isn't little. Even if it's 1%, it's still a lie. Right. True. Okay, let's hear it. How bad are we? Well, in the Journal of Language and Social Psychology— Researchers found that Americans tell one to two lies a day. 
However, since that study, I saw some other data that says adults can lie up to 25 times a day. And about 3,000 times a day on social media. Yeah, <laughs> they can. <laughs> and then what about an election year? Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> that may be, that yeah. may be even higher well, yet. Yeah, I don't know. Let's not get started there. So most adults say they tell half-truths and white lies, again, to keep from hurting someone's feelings or to keep the other person happy. Hmm. Takes me back to that question about the dress and looking fat. The intent of lying is that you don't want to hurt anybody. So, of course, your answer is, oh, no, honey, it doesn't. So here's here's a good way you could answer that question. You don't want to hurt your spouse's feelings. But what if you said something like, oh, there there may be other dresses that flatter you more. Or if the person, um, you might say, it's not my favorite. Hmm. I think that is a little softens the blow and it's probably truthful. Um, if the, because if the person can't trust you to be truthful at the moment, it really does set up trust problems. And that's significant in relationships. We've talked about this on other shows that we've done because lies derail trust and trust is a must. We did a podcast by that title. Do you remember right. that one? Trust is a must yep. because it's the foundation of all relationships. Right. Okay. Here's another grown up one. You know, traffic was so bad. That's why I'm late. I know. I hope people are getting convicted by this. <laughs> I'm getting convicted by a few. Okay. So sadly, these white lies have become part of our culture. And University England professor, I just want to say his name because it sounds like a New England professor. Okay. David Livingston Smith. Smythe. <laughs> Maybe. But this is what he said. And this is so disturbing to me. He says, part of becoming socialized is learning how to lie in expected and acceptable ways. If you aren't capable of concealing truth, you're not going to thrive in human society. Okay, that's quite a statement. Why? But certainly not a Christian perspective. No, not at all. The message is to survive, and to do that, you have to act in ways that undermine trust and ruin relationships. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. It doesn't. Okay, here are some categories of white lies that adults tell most often. This is from other research that we found. We lie about where we are. Yeah, yeah. And you you say, I'm on my way, but you're really not, things like that. Mm -hmm. We also lie about our preferences. I mean, have you ever told them, you're like your boss, okay, I'm fine with that, but you really aren't, that type of thing. Um, A lot of people lie about their income. Maybe they're doing that to impress somebody or to look better than they are. They exaggerate their success. Here's the biggest of all time. Our age. Yeah. And probably add weight to that, too. I don't know <laughs> yeah, well, if that's okay. on your list, but that's... I would add that, too. <laughs> and supposedly women are worse than men at that. But now, I think more and more uh, men and women are returning to dating in later years. Apparently, the research is saying men are catching up on lying as well. Okay. Tell me why. Do we know why people lie? There's so many reasons. I mean, we, we can start with we lie sometimes to avoid punishment. So we know that's true with kids, kids right? Yeah, yeah. You know, no, I didn't no, eat the I cookies. Didn't do it. I didn't right. do it. I no, didn't do it. Not you me. Know, I didn't hit my brother. I said that a few times. <laughs> um, so that's one. Another one is we lie sometimes as an act of aggression. This is, and this is a, a serious one. This is when you're deliberately lying to harm someone else because you're upset or you're mad or you're going to gain something from telling that lie. Mm-hmm. We lie sometimes to obtain a sense of power. Um, if you lie and you can get away with it, you feel more powerful. Hmm. We lie for the delight of putting one over on somebody, sometimes practical joking. We lie to assist in self-deception. You these mean are, we lie to ourselves? Yeah. These are lies we tell to avoid confronting some painful truth about ourselves. Oh, wow. What's well, really not that bad. I really didn't do that. I can't see myself. You know, that kind of... I couldn't have possibly done that. Right. right. Okay. I and we it. lie to manipulate the behavior of other people. A lot of times 
sometimes salespeople do that. Mm. We lie to accommodate others' self-deception. So, you know, politically people do that. They lie to make themselves look better or they tell people what they want to hear. Mm. That's manipulation, right? Yeah. yeah. And then we lie as a solution to role conflict. You know, sometimes we just don't want to get in conflict with people. And so we can lie. We lie to maintain our self-esteem, sometimes to not look inferior or related to our sense of identity. So a host of reasons why we lie. <sighs> Wow. Well, I'm not going to lie. It's time for a short break. But when we come back, we'll find out what the Bible has to say about lying and how we can break this habit. Okay, more coming up on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Social media can be a real source of jealousy in our culture. It's so easy to be envious of a friend's fitness progress, a family member's new car, or a colleague's promotion. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I know I'm not the only one who plays the comparison game on social media. But if our self-worth is measured in the number of hearts our Instagram gets, we're missing the point big time. Instead of obsessing over the number of thumbs up you get, ask yourself, are my actions worthy of a thumbs up from God? God? I promise you, he doesn't care what your outfit of the day is or if you're drinking your first Starbucks red cup of the season. God already gave you a double tap when he knit you in your mother's womb. And the only filter we need is Christ himself, who erases our imperfections and makes us holy. Having lots of followers is great, but remember, God asked us to follow him first. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Just a reminder, you can follow Dr. Linda on social media. Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Linda Mental, and on her Facebook, Dr. Linda Mental, author and speaker. And of course, you can always listen to our podcast on MyFaithRadio.com or on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes. Just search Dr. Linda Mental Podcast or go to MyFaithRadio. Well, Linda, today we're talking about those little white lies, or the truth is they're just flat lies why we tell them, why we shouldn't. And before the break, we brought up the idea that lying to help someone may be justified in some ways. There are passages in the Bible people use to say this is okay, in fact. Let's look at those and think about it. So these types of lies, Norm, are sometimes referred to as altruistic or paternalistic lies. Oh, boy. These are harder to think about because there are cases in the Bible where, Norm, it appears People lie to protect others, and they, people sometimes call these righteous lies. So let's spend a little bit of time kind of looking at that and picking apart some passages. All right. Take your Bible out, everybody. Here we go. There are at least two examples that people use to justify this type of lying. The first one we found was in Exodus, the first chapter, verses 15 through 22, and this was about Pharaoh and Moses. Remember, the midwives were deliberately deceiving Pharaoh in order to protect babies who Pharaoh was trying to kill, and in this case, especially baby Moses. Pharaoh's decree was to kill all Jewish baby boys when they're born, and God seems to reward the midwives for doing this. However, the text tells us that God blessed the midwives because they feared him, not because they lied. And in fact, verse 17 indicates that the way they exhibited their fear of God was by sparing the babies against Pharaoh's decree. And that was prior to them saying the lie. 
So the midwives spared the babies because they feared God. They lied because they feared Pharaoh. There's no justification for lying in this passage, so we need to make sure we're reading it carefully. Yeah, so that is really— That's a tricky one. It's really interesting because it's—I love the distinction you made between those two things. One is about fearing God, and one is about fearing Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. And when you fear God, you don't have to do anything that's counter to what God's Word would tell you to do. And then there's the well-known passage in Joshua— that a lot of people are probably thinking about right now right, concerning right. Rahab, who communicated a lie to protect the spies. And it appears to be applauded in the scripture. Mm-hmm. However, Hebrews eleven thirty one says, by faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she received the spies with peace. Now, Norm, where does this passage condone lying? It well, doesn't. It doesn't. Right. Rahab is simply complimented for receiving the spies peacefully. The story about Rahab is an example where God honors a woman because of her obedient faith, in spite of her character flaws. At the time, she was a heathen, a harlot, and a liar, but she tried to help God's people, so God blessed her in spite of her character flaws, not because of them. God doesn't justify lying in his word. No, he doesn't, because number one, he can't contradict himself. Correct. So he couldn't possibly. And other times when people say, aha, I found I found something in the Bible. See, God justified lying. No, he didn't. Read the passage correctly and fully and understand what was going on, especially in context. Right. And I think we understand. That's better. I like that. Going back to other reasons for lying, we may think that by sidestepping the truth, other people will like us better, stay close to us, or keep our relationship happy. Yeah, and the problem with that is by withholding the truth, what happens is it actually results in our feeling closed off and even alone, you know, more than often. Hmm. And here's another reason lying can be so damaging. The more we realize we're hiding behind these lies— the more we begin to feel negative about ourselves or even the relationship or the person to whom we've been dishonest. Mm -hmm. And that can really, really create relationship problems. For example, have you ever heard one of the arguments um, when you've had an argument with your wife on one subject and right in the middle of that argument, things come out? I never did like your meatloaf or (laughs) I didn't like that man that you, you know, went to dinner with. And the argument escalates. Mistrust multiplies, and there could be a very cold night on the couch ahead for either one of you. (laughs) Well, we do know that lies are destructive, but then we know why, because we know who is the author of lies. Let's look at Scripture. There really is no upside to lying. Lying is directly addressed in the Bible. In fact, we can read about biblical liars. Okay, now here here are the examples that are going to show you this doesn't turn out well. Yeah. In Genesis, Abraham lied to his new neighbors and said his wife was his sister. When the men found out that he had, they had been lied to, they chastised him and said things that could happen that would have brought shame on all of them. <laughs> also in Genesis, source of a lot of good stories, Jacob's mother, Rebecca, helped him lie to his father. Remember this? To gain the blessings of the birthright? While Jacob was receiving the blessing, he found himself stuck in a cycle of deceit, which had followed him and would continue to follow his entire household, but which started when he was fleeing for his life from his very angry brother, who, by the way, was justified. Jacob would never see his parents again. Rebecca never saw her son again. There is no defense for Jacob's actions in the Bible. The Bible doesn't make excuses for him. 
And what's even harder to reckon with here is that sometimes people are blessed despite their sin because God chooses them for his purposes. Yeah, that's, that's hard, hard to swallow. It is. It's really hard. But we're not God. And, right. we, and he is. <laughs> And then in Acts 5, there were even more serious consequences for lying. And this is the story I remember from when I was in Sunday school because it was so dramatic when Ananias and Sapphira lied about how much money they had gotten in a land deal. And then we know what happened to them. They they were dead. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And didn't that story scare you? Always. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible has a lot to say about lying. Did you know there are 20 verses specifically about lying? Maybe this one's the most important. It is impossible for God to lie, Hebrews 6, 18. And this is imperative, really, for us to understand because it means God is completely trustworthy. Mm -hmm. You don't have to wonder if God is a truth teller, as you can rely on God to always say the truth. And that is fundamental in any relationship, and especially with our relationship with God. And then hopefully that carries over to our relationship right. with others. God tells us what he thinks about lying. In Proverbs, he says, lying is an abomination to the Lord. And later in Proverbs, he says, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. Repetition is important, but they that deal truly are his delight. And then one more proverb says, a faithful witness does not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. It's very clear how God thinks about lying. He hates it. Thirdly, lying is contrary to the very nature of God. Yeah, that's pretty clear when you were reading those verses. The book of John explains the history of lying. It comes from the devil. You, this is what it says in John 8, 44. You are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He is a liar and the father of it. This scripture clearly states that lying comes from Satan. And so in Colossians 3, 9, we are told... Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds. So he's basically saying, once you become one of Christ, stop that old sinful nature, stop lying. And that's pretty direct. That's pretty direct. Back in Exodus, and of course, the Ten Commandments, you shall not bear false witness lying against your neighbors. So we know it's wrong. We've known it from the very beginning. That's right. So in order to stop this and break this habit, you have to first acknowledge that it's wrong. And then repent from the lies that you've told. And when you do, God is faithful. He does forgive us from our sins when we've confessed them and we ask for forgiveness. Now, to break a lying habit, part of the issue is to begin to identify the triggers. When does it happen? What prompts you to do that? Maybe think of all the reasons we've mentioned for lying and seeing if one of those prompts you to tell a lie. That's a good place to begin, actually. And remind yourself that it is a destructive habit to your relationship with others and also with God. So listen to this from someone who made lying a pattern. This is a quote from somebody who wanted you to hear how destructive this pattern can be. I used to lie all the time, and I would normally end up getting caught in the end. It took me going to prison Mm. to find out that the truth is a much better way to go than to lie about everything. Take the time to think about what the consequences are going to be of what I say or are about to do. So that's a really good warning. It is. And let's not forget, God gives us the power to overcome lies. His spirit in us is more powerful than any other spirit. So let's pray and ask for the self-control that we need to overcome. Break the habit. There is freedom in Christ. What we're saying is that lying is always wrong. And if you try to justify it, remember where the origin of a lie comes from. It's not from God. 
You basically need to commit to a life of telling the truth, of building honesty and integrity, two things that will take your life in a positive direction. It may be hard to stop lying at first, but with the power of the Holy Spirit in you, you can do it. And one other thought, do you think it'd be helpful if we made ourselves accountable to another person while we were trying to stop lying? Well, you're always accountable to God. So if you're a person of faith, you need to remember that also. But yes, Norm, I think that's a great idea. It does help to have an accountability partner whenever you are changing a bad habit. The Lord is gracious and merciful to all who call on Him. So please take this as a sin issue and ask God to help you speak the truth in love and not use lies just because our culture so widely accepts lying. This is not pleasing to God. The Bible is very clear that lying is a sin, and we can see that people can get caught up in the trap of telling little white lies for all the reasons we've discussed, but that doesn't excuse our behavior. So today— Do not listen to the cultural voices that say a little white lie is okay and just something that we all do. No, instead, look to God's Word to direct your behavior. Well, that's all the time we have today. Many thanks to my co-host and our producer, Norm Mental, who makes this show a conversation, and to our technical producer, Katie Sims. From all of us here at Faith Radio, hey, we'll talk to you again next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.